Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 7. Continued. Section 6. The Birth of the New Society. With the permission of the Holy See, Archbishop Perrier officially established the Society of the Missionaries of Charity in the Archdiocese of Calcutta on October 7, 1950, the Feast of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary. In the presence of those assembled in the tiny chapel, the Archbishop, now responsible for the new community, solemnly proclaimed the decree. For more than two years now, a little group of young women, under the guidance of Sister Mary Teresa, a lawfully uncloistered religious of the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary, have devoted themselves with generous heart and very great profit for the souls, the helping of the poor, the children, grown-ups, the aged ones, and also the sick in this our metropolitan city. As they begged from us the favor that we should now erect their group into a religious congregation, we have with great care scrutinized their way of living and their way of working, and given diligent consideration to the purpose they have in view. This earnest examination led us to the conclusion that no other congregation already in existence answers the purpose which this new institute is intending, and that, consequently, its erection into a religious congregation for the relief of so many in such dire needs, will redound to the greater glory of God and the advantage of the Catholic faith in our archdiocese. In consequence, we do by the present decree to the greater glory of God and for the promotion of these parts of the kingdom of truth, justice, charity, and peace of Christ the Savior, institute and erect the religious congregation that we shall have for the Congregation of the Missionaries of Charity, its patron, the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Its purpose, to quench the thirst of our Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of souls by the observance of the three vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and of an additional fourth vow, to devote themselves with abnegation to the care of the poor and needy who, crushed by want and destitution, live in conditions unworthy of the human dignity. Those who join this institute, therefore, are resolved to spend themselves unremittingly in seeking out in towns and villages, even amid squalid circumstances, the poor, the abandoned, the sick, the infirm, the dying, in taking care of them, rendering help to them, 
visiting them assiduously and instructing them in the Christian doctrine in endeavoring to the utmost to bring about their conversion and sanctification and in performing any other similar apostolic works and services, however lowly and mean they may appear. Jesus' call that Mother Teresa heard on September 10, 1946, was now recognized and confirmed by the Church. She felt humbled, seeing all that God had done, as she told the Archbishop in a letter. The thought of my unworthiness for his great gifts to me and to my children gets deeper and clearer in my meditations and prayers, which are full, so full of distractions nowadays, there stands one thing very clear, my weakness and his greatness. I fear all things from my weakness, but I trust blindly his greatness. In addition to the stability assured to her religious community by the official approval of the church, there was another reason for Mother Teresa's joy that day. The long-desired permission to have the Blessed Sacrament present in the convent chapel. She had written to the Archbishop, Soon our Lord will be with us. Everything will be easy then. He will be there personally. The consolation of Jesus' Eucharistic presence in her tiny convent was now hers. Thus, she decided to have Eucharistic adoration the whole day in thanksgiving for this singular event in the life of the new congregation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why did the Archbishop approve this new congregation because he said that there was no other group, there was no other group fulfilling the purpose of this society. And what did Mother Teresa ask her sisters to do on October the 7th? To have the adoration of the Holy Eucharist all day long. And what do the sisters continue to do on October the 7th in their houses throughout the world? There are hundreds and hundreds of houses. They have the Blessed Sacrament exposed all day. Why? Because that's Mother Teresa's faith at work. She wanted to have the Lord personally in her convents. Isn't she serving Christ in the poor? Yes. Isn't she responding to the thirst of Christ for love in the poor? Yes. Is Christ present in the poor? Yes. 
but he's substantially present in the Holy Eucharist. He's personally present. Body, soul, blood, and divinity, the whole Christ is there in the Holy Eucharist. You can adore Christ in the Eucharist. He's in the poor, but the poor can't be adored. One can't worship this human person that's before you. One can serve Christ in the poor because Christ has united himself in a special way to the poor. But in the Holy Eucharist, it's not that Christ unites himself in some special way to bread. No, he transforms the bread into himself. The only thing that's left is the appearances, the accidents, the species of bread. But he is totally changed the bread into himself, into his body. And so this is our great hope, that if we will adore the Eucharist, if we will receive the Eucharist with faith, then our lives can also be transformed by wanting the Holy Eucharist so badly in her convents, Mother Teresa was telling us and her sisters the secret of her own sanctity. How did Mother Teresa get transformed through the Eucharist? How will we be transformed through the Eucharist? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.